I truly believe that every leader should have a beginner's mindset. To me, I want to be surrounded by leaders that never stop learning and especially never stop learning from their own group of people, from their own inner circle. There's something so special to me about a leader that can continue to learn, continue to grow and continue to ask for help. You were saying in one of your incredible tips for balancing out before you burn out, a leader that can ask for help, that shows me that they're growing. That shows me that they're learning. That shows me that they'll never stop growing and learning. And that's the kind of leader that I want to be in space with. You're listening to The Leader's Lab with Dr. Charity TV. Welcome to The Leader's Lab, the podcast created to help millennial multi-passionate entrepreneurs build, organize, launch, and manage their online brands and businesses without losing balance. And now, here's your host, the digital organization development consultant, cross-cultural communication specialist, and your favorite global leader, Dr. Charity C. Campbell. Hey, hey, Entree Leaders, happy Wednesday, and welcome to another powerful episode of the Leaders Lab Podcast. If you are new here, I am your host, Dr. Charity C. Campbell, better known as Dr. C., and I am a doctor of management, a world-class millennial global leader, an academic professional, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And right here in the Leaders Lab, we talk all things entrepreneurship, leadership, where we take entrepreneurship and leadership concepts and we marry the two concepts together. We also talk about communication skills and balance. Woo! Balance. Keep that word in mind today <laughs> as a millennial professional. And in today's episode, our very special guest is here to help us understand how to use human design to support your business growth. Also, we're going to be talking about optimizing your energy so you balance out before you burn out. Every time I say that, when I look at it, I just get chills because it's so powerful. Optimizing your energy before, so you balance out before you burn out. And also, she's going to be talking to us today about turning overwhelm into clarity. So who is this beautiful soul? Her name is Megan Siemens, and she is a certified life and energy coach and human design guide. Megan supports women to tap into their magic and confidently lead their lives without people pleasing or doubt standing in the way. After navigating the loss of her brother in 2018, which led to massive burnout, she changed the way she looked at purpose. Now she supports people everywhere to express their soul gifts, and live by design. Entre leaders, please help me give a very warm welcome to our very, very special guest for today. In the Leaders Lab, Megan Siemens. Welcome to the Leaders Lab, love. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Listen, before we started, before I even pressed record, we have been getting into trouble already. I just love I just love you, Megan, your whole spirit and everything. You're just so amazing. Thank you. That is quite the compliment at 7 (laughs) a.m. 
I don't take that. You're a good morning person to talk to because yeah, the first thing she said, she was like, I have my coffee. I am ready. Let's do this. I'm ready just to like, go. I love you already, girl. So Megan, you are here to talk to us today about a topic that is near and dear to my heart, balance helping us to balance out so we don't burn out. Listen, I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm probably going to steal that. But I may quote you. I'm not even going to lie. I may quote you somewhere. One time I heard after you quote somebody three times, say a quote three. I've heard that too. I've heard that too. After you quote somebody three times, you don't have to quote them anymore. It's yours. I paid my dues three times. I said they, you said it. Now everybody thinks it's mine. So I just keep it. So balance out before you burn out. I just said it three times. I just said it three times in one episode. Words are words. So I can't claim them. You can take them. So you're a team player. I'm not really at this time because I just tried to take your words. But anyway, okay. Enough of us clowning around. Let's jump into our topic for today. So you talk about human design a bit. You're a human design guide. First of all, what is human design? What is that? So I always just say human design is every personality test you've ever taken put into one spot. And it takes all of your contrasts and pieces and parts and puts it together in this really beautiful, consumable way that's easy to take in. And literally what it is... It's the science of differentiation. So it's the study of how all human beings are made to operate different. And Uh it combines several different things you've probably heard of before. Astrology, the chakra system, the ancient I Ching, the Kabbalah. And it just brings this beautiful body graph together that tells you about the way that your energy is made to show up with the least amount of resistance. Okay. Okay. And so is human design a relatively new concept or has it been around for quite some time? So it was created in 1987. So new-ish, newer than some of the things we have around. In this kind of self-help personal development world, I would Mm -hmm. say it's stepping into the spotlight right now, though. It's something Mm -hmm. that a lot of more people are diving into and it's just becoming more well-known right now. Yeah. Why is that? I think people are just so interested to learn about themselves finally, which makes me so excited because I think that getting to know yourself is one of the best gifts that you can give to the world. Oh, absolutely. I I completely agree. And I think it's also the way to authenticity. How can you really be authentic with others if you don't truly know who you are? So does human design help with the the, the road to authenticity or that journey to authenticity? hundred percent. That's such a great question. Whenever I sit okay. down with someone for a human design session, one of the first things I say is, this isn't going to be new information. Human design is more like coming home to you. And there's so many moments when I'm sitting in human design session where people are like, does everyone not do that? And I'm like, no, that's you. That's what makes you unique. And so it's this coming home to these pieces that have always been there. They've always been within you. And now it's just waking them up and letting them come fully alive. I don't know if you are familiar with, with, uh, I guess you could say R&B singer. She's not really R&B though, but she's neo soul from back in the day. Lauren Hill. Are you familiar with Lauren Hill? She was, I guess she was gone for a while, but on Instagram, 
she had a video out that she she was at a concert, just a not a big concert, just a real chill, small, intimate concert. And uh, she was telling people that they're basically meeting the new her. That you don't know me. You think you know me, but you don't know me. And how could you? Because I'm just meeting me. I'm just getting to know the real me. And she, she was so allow me to reintroduce myself. And it was her basically saying, this is the real me. This is my authentic self. I had to go through so many things to finally discover the real me. And when you were talking and I said, is human design a part of the road to authenticity? It just made me think about that. And I'm like, so many people are just tired of being inauthentic. So many people are just tired of having to be someone other than themselves and or not knowing who they truly are, mm-hmm. wanting to know who am I really? What are my, I don't want to say superpowers, but what are my superpowers? What are my strengths? Yeah. What am I good at? What are my talents? And so as a human design guide, do you come across this often? Oh, yes. A hundred percent. People are trying to reawaken those strengths, trying to reawaken. I love the word superpowers. And (laughs) what I find so often as well is they're looking for it in this boxed kind of definition. The definition that we're taught in society and in school, you have to look for your strength in this major in university. And then you have to find your strength in a career, but that's not your strengths. Your strengths are actually within you. And when you can find those pieces and you know, those pieces, they're the pieces you remember when you were like a little kid, just fully owning with no barriers, no roadblocks. And it just feels you. That's your strength. It's not going to be something that is well-written on paper and one word. It's right. so, you're so much more multidimensional than that. And yeah, yeah so a hundred percent people are looking for those strengths. And when that light bulb goes off of, Oh, I feel that I yeah. know that instead of, yeah. Oh, I need to figure out how to do that. And I need to figure out how, what's the next step for me to make that happen. It's just a knowing. And that's one of the most beautiful things to me. You know what? I think something. So one of the really insightful things that you said is that people try to define authenticity or the, the their discovery of authenticity is still in a box. It's this boxed in discovery. You can't be wild and free while you're enclosed. You're Ooh. literally trying to find the greater part of you, but you're only doing it within a certain, within given parameters. And mm-hmm. so giving people permission to step outside of that box to really not just think outside the box. You you really have to leave the box. <laughs> just, you know what? Burn the box for crying out loud. <laughs> just burn the box because the box is yes. always going to be there if you don't just really get rid of it. And yeah. we have a tendency to go back to what was comfortable. We have a yeah. tendency after we've been inauthentic for so long or We've been a certain way for so long. We've had a certain habit for so long. We tend to stay that way instead of, or go back to that once we step out and we're like, oh, this is too hard. Or, oh, I'm facing the ugly truths about myself. Or I don't like this. So I'm going to just go back. It's a retreat mindset. Yeah. Yeah. That's, wow. That's, that's, I find that so interesting. 
Yeah. And you said something in there too. You can't be wild and free while being caged in, I think is what you said. And it's, oh, that's so true. And so many people are seeking freedom. They want that freedom lifestyle. They want to feel fully free. They want to feel fully alive and still living in that box and still living in the, how can I do it? How can I make this happen? What's the next step? What's the strategy? What's the secret formula? And the secret formula, you heard it here. The secret formula is burn the box. Okay. You know what? Now I feel you're going to be using some of this stuff, but you have to say it three times before you can take it. Okay. (laughs) You have to three, Megan, three times. My name got to be on it. All right. I will. I will fit in, burn the box three more times in this episode. (laughs) That was two. That's sharing. Yeah, that's two. That's two right there. So I'm liking this whole idea of human design, Mm -hmm. finding yourself, having this discovery, allowing to be a part of your process or your journey to authenticity. Now, from a leadership standpoint, how can human design strengthen our leadership skills? I believe it's everything we were just talking about is Mm. when you can fully be yourself, you can Mm. lead from this place of not ego, not I can do it better than you. And that's why I'm the leader. You can truly lead from this space where you see I'm me, you're you, and you can fully own your strengths while still letting other people fully own theirs. And I think that's something that makes an incredible leader, someone that can be fully themselves and have space for other people to do it differently than they do, because we're all made to operate different. We're not made to be clones, all doing the same thing, moving through the same motion. And we all have incredible gifts to give to the space. And so I believe that when a leader can fully own that and show up in their spaces from that space, that's such a gift to their community. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So in terms of, I I, I really, I I feel it's time. I want to go talk about balance because I want to balance out burnout. Okay. I really want to get to that. And I briefly read over your story about how your brother passed away in 2018. and, And even though it was four years ago, it's still, I can imagine that it could still be just as hard to deal with now. Because losing someone is never hard. I'm um, never easy, excuse me. It's always yeah. difficult. Yeah. But it caused you or it led to massive burnout. Was yeah. that the first time you ever experienced burnout that before? Yeah, I would say it was. I spent a lot of time prior to my brother's passing building mm-hmm. a really beautiful life that I loved, which I didn't think was possible for me. And oh, wow. I did that very much on the external, not paying attention to what was going on internally. And that's what led me to burnout. So yeah, it was the first time I can remember experiencing it at least. So what, what, did you have a fake symptoms or, Mm. or did it just sneak up on you and was like, bam, burnout, paralysis, can't do anything. You're so exhausted, tired. Yeah. Did you see signs? I call 2018 the freight train year because I feel it literally just felt a freight train just came out of nowhere. I was just living my life. And then all of a sudden life happened. And that's how life happens, right? The things that grief, loss, whatever it is you're navigating, you don't plan for those things. They just happen. And if you're not paying attention to what's going on in the internal world, that's when you hit burnout. And so for me, it was this moment of 
life happened. My brother passed away at the same time. My boyfriend lost his business. So we're both navigating. I'm navigating grief. He's navigating the loss of his business, which is grief in its own way. And then together we're trying to be humans. Yeah. Still love each other through it. And that's hard when you're going through these hard seasons. And so there was just so much going on that I just felt life hit me and I was, I can't do it anymore. They don't have the energetic capacity to sustain what's happening right now. How long did it take you to become balanced again Mm -hmm. or to find your balance? Because maybe you weren't balanced before, right? Maybe you weren't balanced before, actually, if I think about it. So maybe you weren't balanced before. So how long did it take you what was your process? So I feel like I'm asking yeah. five different questions all in one, right? So let me just see. First, first question. Yeah. How long did it take you to go from burnout to finding your balance? And the second question was, so I said, how long, what was it, mm-hmm. what was it for you? Yeah. Okay. This is a great question. And how long I'm going to give the We'll see how people, this answer might not be the answer you're expecting, but. (laughs) Okay. Brace me a little. Let me brace myself. Okay, Megan, I'm ready. I'm holding on. Go ahead. I was just thinking about how long did it take? And I was, was it a month? Was it three months? Was it a year? And I think the real answer is how long did it take me to go from burnout to balance out? It was one moment, one moment that I decided I'm not going to do this anymore. This is not. I'm not going to live my life this anymore. So it took one moment to decide, no, I'm not going to live on this place of burnout anymore. And you're right. I was experiencing, like, I was not living balanced out before. I might have thought I was, but that's the thing Mm -hmm. about living off balance is I think the biggest problem when we talk about balance is most people are living unbalanced and unaware. And so I was just moving through life on autopilot. And I thought I got rid of autopilot when I built my business and, started living life that was more on my own terms, this really external freedom. But the truth was I was still living on autopilot. I was still trying to operate other people and trying to keep up with who knows all of society, trying to keep up and keep my life together without paying Mm -hmm. attention to what actually was going on internally. So this burnout was coming. It just took this life moment that knocked me off really fast and hard. And then it was one moment where I decided I'm not going to do this anymore. We're going to figure this out. And then from Mm -hmm. there, it was an intentional decision to balance out in each moment. And I still choose it today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You said some people may not have that answer. (laughs) I love that answer. Yes. Because basically you're just saying, you know, it, I can't give you a chronological uh, time frame because it was really made within a decision. It was a moment. It was a decision. And I believe it was, I believe it was Steve Harvey a long, long time ago used the quote. And it was probably, honestly, Steve Harvey probably used that uh, three, that three quote rule, <laughs> say it three <laughs> times and you take it because I know he heard it from somebody else, but he said, change happens the moment you decide to. Yeah, 100%. Change happens. He thinking, and I'm sure somebody else said it. It could have been somebody back in Aristotle day or whatever. <laughs> it was a long time ago. But if you think about it, thing can happen. Transformation can happen the moment you decide to. You could quit smoking. You could quit drinking. You could decide to lose weight. Anything. The moment you make a decision mm-hmm. is the moment that things change. 
is the yes. moment that things change because usually things change here. Things happen here first. They happen here first. And, our, and for those of you who are listening on, on the audio version, I'm pointing to my head and my heart. They happen in those places first before we see the physical manifestation of it. So I love that answer. I yeah. really, uh, but I fully expected number. I was, I was fully expecting, oh, it took two years, a year, whatever. And she was like, it was a moment. And yeah. even with a moment, I think it's very important for us to not compare our moments to someone else's moment. Mm-hmm. Because depending on who you are and your personality or the level of trauma or the, the situation, mm-hmm. your moment could be a couple of years. Whereas someone else's moment could be within a matter of days or within a matter of hours. And so I don't want you to look at someone else's moment that may have been shorter than yours. And you think that there's something wrong with you because your moment took a bit longer. Megan, I don't know. What would you say to them? Because you've had moments. We've all had moments, right? To where we had to sit back and then make a decision to move forward or not. But what would you say to someone who... It's taken me much longer to get through this or pass through this, much longer than what I I anticipated. So what would you say to them? Yeah, I think you're so spot on. And how often are we looking for that timeline? We're like, just tell me, is it going to take six months? Is it going to take one year? Is it going to take five years? Just tell me the answer. But the thing Mm -hmm. is, whatever your timeline is, that's there for a reason too. You're picking up wisdom. You're picking up lessons. And it's the journey that builds wherever it is you're walking towards. And there is no final destination to your goals anyways, because what happens when you get to that goal that you're going towards? Do you think you're just going to, that was fun. I guess (laughs) I'm I'm good now. You're going to have something else to go after. And so it is each moment that you're walking on your journey. And Mm. I talk a lot about collapsing timelines or making things manifest in rapid speed. And I always say, it's not actually about time. It's about letting go of time completely, bringing yourself present and being in your journey because the physical manifestations are happening all around you right now. And the more we try to see oh, it took them one year. Okay. I'm going to go for it in one year. We miss everything that's happening in front of us. If we're constantly looking towards that one year, five year, whatever it is, and bringing yourself present, Mm -hmm. using your journey and owning your journey because your Mm -hmm. journey is special for you and it's here for purpose. Do you see how she just gave that beautiful explanation? That's what I was, I feel like I should ask her to say something to to you who's listening or watching right now, because she just came in and she just, she just polished it off. She just made it very pretty. That's what I wanted her to do. <laughs> That's what I wanted her to do because it's so true. Mm-hmm. Your journey, yeah. our journey is your journey. And also never let somebody make you feel bad because you are going at the pace that is required for your journey. Yes. Everybody's, oh my gosh, girl. I felt that one. <laughs> Big yes to that. I literally felt that. And I I think I'm talking to myself. Mm. Charity, don't make yourself feel bad for going at the pace that your journey requires. Oh, I just, I feel it all over again. Because why are we so mean to ourselves? If we're, especially if we're talking about human design, going through the whole process of discovering who we truly are. I Mm. think 
a lot of the times we don't give ourselves enough grace. We are, we're really mean to ourselves often. And I know for some of you, I can hear you, but not me. I love myself. Okay. But make a mistake. Go ahead and make a mistake. One that you feel other people (laughs) would disapprove of and you care about maybe those particular people's approval or what they would say, you would beat yourself up about that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We have a specialist here. We have an expert here who can help or correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know. Megan, what, what do you think about that? Oh, I think that doubt is part of the human process. We're always going to have doubt in our mind. That's how we create new solutions. Nothing new has ever come alive without doubting the old. So we're always going to have doubt. That doesn't mean that doubt has to turn into self-beat-up, though, right? We can acknowledge that doubt is here. I heard, I'm going to I'm going to do the steal a quote thing because I have no idea who said this, (laughs) but I heard one time true self-love isn't self-love if you only love yourself during the rainbows and butterfly kind of seasons, right? True self-love is when you can love yourself through those seasons of doubt and meet it and say, okay, I see you doubt. I I see you. I know you're here and I'm going to take the driver's seat for now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Listen, I had to... Okay, listen, Megan, I told you before we started that you were going to take us to church on some parts and you just, you just went there. And so you have to give yourself grace. And you said doubt is a part of the, the process, that journey. Yeah, it's truly, it's how we, it's literally how we create solutions. There can't be something new unless we say, oh, that's not working. I'm doubting how that's working. Yeah. And then we was, create a new yeah. solution from there. That happens to me a lot. My authentic self is amazing. Do you know how many times? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is self-love Megan. right there. Listen, Megan, my authentic self says some really good things. Yeah. But then the me that that I be listening to often, <laughs> the one that I'm just like, girl, you tired. <laughs> You've worked a lot today. It's time for you to take a nap. Okay. Yeah. Or do something. That's the, yeah, I love that. But your authentic self is the one that surprises you. It surprises you with how, you know, the skills, the talents, the abilities that you didn't even know you had until you begin to, until you begin to really discover that, um, that it's the discovery part that's so necessary. What would you say to someone who is a bit lazy, who doesn't, they don't want to go through the discovery process because they think it will take too much time or mm-hmm. they're too busy or really maybe they're just not as interested as they should be mm-hmm. in going through this discovery process of human design, how to get to know their authentic selves. I would say two things. One, I would say the great news is being authentic and discovering yourself actually doesn't take a lot of effort. Because I've said a couple of times, it's all within you. And we're uh-huh. over here talking about the words are just coming out. They're just, really? you know, it's no effort. There's no all effort right. behind it. So all the right. great news right. is it doesn't take a lot of effort to be fully authentically you and to wake yeah. up yourself. And then the yeah. second thing I would say is, what are you afraid of discovering? If there's something in you that's, I'm too busy. I don't have time for that. There's also something in you that's, I'm not making that a priority. I don't want to look at that. Yeah. And so what are you afraid of finding out? What are you afraid of uncovering? That would be the question I would dive into. 
at that. What are you afraid of discovering? Are you afraid of discovering that you're really good? You know, mm. some people are. Some yeah. people are actually instead of being afraid of failure, people are actually truly afraid of success. Yeah, hundred percent. And when we live in that cycle of burnout, too, or sorry, not burn. Well, yeah, burnout. When we live in that cycle of burnout, we live in the cycle of busy. Is what I was going for. <laughs> We live in that cycle of busy and we wear it as this shield, it becomes natural to us. And there can be this fear of what's going to happen if I let that go? What's going to happen if I stop being busy? What's going to happen if I let the burnout go? Can I still be a success? Can I still be happy? Can I still have all this stuff in my life if I let that go. So even though the thing that is that the thing that's in your life causing pain, burnout doesn't feel great. Even though it's causing pain, there's a part of you that's I think I need that for some reason. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it, it craves the thing that's killing them. Burnout is the thing that is killing you. Not maybe not physically, some in some cases, yes, but maybe not physically, but it's some some part of you is just like, I could just die right now. If you're not giving, if you're not living, if you're not living, then you're dying. And that could be living, living your dream, living whatever it is, but dealing with burnout before burnout deals with you. That's what I'll be telling people. Look, you better deal with it before it deals with you. Dealing with burnout before burnout deals with you is so key to, I would say, true self-care. Because, so I actually did a series on authenticity, coming your true what is it? Becoming your most authentic self at the first quarter of this year. And uh, with that series, I talked about how to be kinder to yourself, how to really discover Mm -hmm. who you are, how to pull out your fullest potential. Because when you aren't your authentic self and when you aren't the best you that we need you to be, you aren't serving the people who are here for you. There are people who are literally in the world just because you are assigned to them. But we need you at your best. We don't need you burnt. And (laughs) we don't need you burnt out. We don't need you burnt up. We don't need you wrinkled. We don't need you looking a hot mess. We need you at the top of your game. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have anything you wanted to add to that? I felt you wanted to jump in there with me. It's my favorite topic. So I'll always want to jump in there with you. Come on in, Tag. Tag, you're Yeah. It's making me think, too, of when we people please and we try to do so many things for other people and we think that's serving but people pleasing is actually only serving you because you're look at all the things I can do but you're not actually operating on full you were just saying we serve people when we're on full not when we're running on fumes and so I just think everything you're saying is so important it's so important to be filled up and none of the burnt (laughs) yeah yeah and Actually, I'm not going to give my answer on this. I will ask you this. What are some ways that you can fill up? Okay. I'm, I want to hear your answers as well. Of course, I think that the first way you can fill up is getting to know yourself. I think okay. understanding your energy and the way that it wants to move is mm. going to just naturally fill you up in an effortless yeah. way. Because again, there's nothing extra to do. It's simply being you. And so mm-hmm. I think that's one of the best ways we can fill ourselves up. One of my okay. personal favorite and simple ways is to go outside. We spend Ooh. so much time between four walls, whether you work from home or work in an office. And there is there is something about, there's truly a different energy outside and just it feeling is. nature, 
feeling your feet in the grass, hearing Mm -hmm. the wind, feeling the wind on your skin. And two minutes outside can rejuvenate you, can fill you up in, again, a really easy, simple way. Yeah. Yeah. She's not lying. (laughs) Actually, I just, I, as she was saying, Talking about going outside. Now, it's been raining nonstop here. Mm. Um, and I usually, I, I the rain. Um, I get inside. I love the rain. I love it when I'm inside. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to go and sit outside in the rain because, you know, why? Mosquitoes. If this is Guangzhou, China. It's hot outside. Mosquitoes just be around. Hey, it's not rain. can't stop me from biting you today. Mm-hmm. I don't have the patience to deal with that. And they always come to me. So I enjoy the rain from inside. But when you said that, it just reminded me of the last time that I was so frustrated. I was really frustrated. The internet wasn't working. Thanks, China. (laughs) The internet wasn't working right. I was trying to meet a deadline. And I was really Mm -hmm. just frustrated and stressed out. And I said, I'm not going to sit here and watch TV. Maybe I should just go for a walk. And I just got up and I went outside. And I walked. And it wasn't even... It wasn't even a full two minutes of me being outside and my whole mood started to lift because for me, it was, it was just, I needed to see something different. Yeah. It's about that vision. I just needed to see something different to gain some clarity for a bit. And then when I came back, now here's the irony. When I came back, my problem still wasn't fixed, but I had a different two towards it. The internet was still messed up. But I was, at least I just got my walk in and I was listening to music. Mm-hmm. So I felt okay. I was okay. But so yeah. I love that you said like, going outside, that definitely can help. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you touched on something really important in that response as well of literally just changing your environment sometimes can yes. do it. So if it is raining, even just get yourself into a new room, get yourself into <laughs> yes. a new space, look at something different yes. because we get so, if we think about like what our mind's doing when it's trying to problem solve, it's one track, one track, one track. Yeah. And then we're also looking at all the same things. Yeah. And so to just shift our environment, it shifts what we're looking at, what we're seeing shifts our perspective. And it truly does activate a different energy within us. If you think about just sitting in one room versus another in your house makes you feel mm-hmm. a different way. And so yeah. different energies being activated as you move around. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, so you said you wanted to hear mine. Yes. Ways that you can, what we say, ways that you can refill when you're burnt out, ways that you can, okay. So I have quite a, I actually, I have quite a few. You want to hear all of them or just one? I want to hear all 100 of them. Okay, so. Let's go for your, your current favorite. My current favorite is getting help. Yeah. Getting help from someone who would understand or from someone who is, they are, they're qualified to help me. You, this is, you are a human design guide. If someone needed help, they could come to you. Mentors, yeah, coaches, you, when you are burnt out, you need to make sure that you go to the right filler station. And what I mean by that is you think about it. If you are, you're running on E, some of you are running on fumes. You don't even have, you're not, there's no more gas in your tank. There's no more gas whatsoever. You're running on E, you are, you're struggling and it's, 
you need to go to a really good refill station. Pull up to the best refill station, which could be a phone call, a Zoom call, depending on where you are. If you're in the same same location or area as your mentor, or as someone who is, I cannot say this enough, someone qualified to help you. I'm not talking about, it's great to talk to family. It's great mm-hmm. to talk to friends. But at the end of the day, you want to, if you're truly burnt out, you need to seek help from someone that you will, and I don't mean this in the wrong way, but you will respect mm-hmm. what they say to you and not take it personally. Because sometimes the type of advice that's needed to be given when you are burnt out, it's not soft or smooth. It might not be, oh, you'll be okay. It might be, honey, you need to sit down. You're doing mm-hmm. too much. This is why you're burnt out. You are, you know, you're trying to please people. You are doing the X, Y, Z at work and then coming home and then, and you're not taking care of yourself and all of those things. And if you're hearing this from someone who is close to you, family members or friends, that could actually cause you to be triggered. Yeah. And you would respond in a negative manner. And it's just like, nope, go to someone who, regardless of, of what they say, you still respect them enough to adhere to it. Yeah. That's one of the, for me, that's one of the biggest things to refill. And then also too, I really, what Megan said about finding ways to spend time with yourself. For me, yeah, I do this thing here, here in China, there are, there's no bathtubs in the homes. You could order one, you could buy one, but it's just, it's really weird. So no. <laughs> Okay, no, I'm not about to be laying in a big bucket. I just, I refuse. Okay, give me an actual bathtub that's made out of some cement or some cement. That's going, I don't have time for that. Okay, so breaking down in the middle of my bed, anyways. Oh my gosh, great <laughs> image no. right now in my head. I'm just saying, these little <laughs> fake tubs. But so, one of the things that I do is I schedule a getaway weekend. Mm. It's nothing fancy. It's nothing fancy. It's just choosing a hotel yeah. that is clean. Okay. Choosing a hotel that's clean, that has a good view and that has a bathtub. Yeah. And I, I take some Epsom salt. I take apple cider vinegar. Cause Oh, believe I'm going to do a detox bath. Okay. Yeah, I take it. candles. I take what's this essential oils and I take bubble bath yeah. and I put all of that and I don't take my phone into the bathroom with me. Mm. I leave it out. I might, there might be a, a movie that's on that I can see because of the view. And in China, it's really one of the, I don't know if I want to call it. No, let's not say it that way. It's, they have see-through glass from the bathroom to the area where the bed is. So, yeah. So if someone is in the bed portion, they can legit just watch you while you're bathing. How? I'm not even going there. But anyways, so if you have, and most of the places are there. So if you have that, then you can just turn the TV around so you can watch TV while you're taking a bath. So I do that, or I will listen to music or read whatever, but Mm -hmm. I make sure that I refill. And I have to do that by taking care of myself. Because again, the people who need me, my students who need me, my mm-hmm. clients who need me, my audience, like you all, my DCTV fam who need me. You don't need me dry. You don't need me empty. You need yeah. me at my best. And those are just my top two ways. There are so many others, but th- those are just my top two ways. How about you? What are your t- top two ways? Oh, those were so good. And you're so right. 
I'll never not have a coach. There's something so special about that. Yeah. Uh, and when I think about what you were saying with taking a little staycation, taking a bath, yeah. it, it was making me think about, yeah, one of my favorite ways is connecting back to my body. And that mm. might be because burnout, overwhelm, all up here. Our mind is spiraling, yes. right? It's yes. like spiraling. It's telling us all these stories. And then on top of it, it's by the way, did you remember you have to do this? And did you yeah. forget about this appointment? Our mind is just spiraling when we're in that state. And so yeah. finding something to connect from neck down, we have the whole body under here. And so whether it is I'm known for 30 second dance parties, literally just shaking the energy out of you, moving your body, just putting my favorite song on and just running around the house, dancing around the house and just moving my body. There's something so special about getting that energy moving. Because when you think about when you're stressed, you're usually tensed up and your Mm. shoulders are up, your jaw is clenched. And so to be able to move your body, that's one of my favorite ways. Whether okay. it's dancing or if it if I'm not feeling the super high energy, then even a walk we were talking about earlier. But I moving like my body, getting out of that tensed up state. Wow. Uh, and then I would say the second is something that brings me pleasure, something that brings me joy. Yeah. Breaking up that kind of very serious state and doing something that just feels joyful, whether it's doing a staycation or going to get a donut at my favorite cafe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned donuts because I was thinking food, um, obviously. I, I was thinking food and I was like, I wonder if she would say food. And then you said donuts and I was like, yeah, that's my friend. Eat the donut. It's, yeah. it's good for your mental health. Now. <laughs> but yeah, okay, food, yes, and Fully experience your food because Ooh. those times when we're in burnout, busy, we're like, go and I'll yeah. just scarf a meal down really quick. We're not even yeah. like, tasting yeah. what we're eating. So yeah. that's something simple you can do. There's literally mindfulness moments all around us we can do that we're already doing. So slow down, taste your food, experience the full meal slow down in the shower, experience the shower instead of thinking about the 27 million things you have to do. Even this, we're just coming up with a whole list of ideas of how you can, uh, how you can beat burnout here. What are you already doing in your day that you can slow down a little bit and just be present with? You know what? This is at this point, we just gave an entire checklist of ways to, we just gave an entire checklist. Of ways to, what do we call it? Not avoid burnout, but ways to recover from burnout. What do, what, what do we want to call it? Refill? This is know. the, this is how you balance out before you burn out. Yeah. Tip the scale. Ma- Megan, yes. <laughs> Love it. Ways to balance out before you burn out. Yeah. Okay. Let me just tell you right now, this needs to be, we need to co-author this. We need to co-author this right here. I just want my name on it. I just want my name next to yours. That's all. I love it. But I'm feeling we could come up with 365 ways to balance out (gasps) before you burn out. No, stop playing. I'm so serious. That's it. You're here first. Listen, we're going to do it and you're going to buy it. I'm just telling you right now. We're going to do it and you're going to buy it between her family and my family. All of our audience, you guys are our family, our community. The two of us, we're going to come up with 365 ways to balance out before you burn out. And we're going to turn it into an ebook or 
a guide. Maybe we can create a checklist that will give you a little taste just for free, but that will be only the ones that we've already mentioned today. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> hey, and all the rest of them that you know you're going to want, because we just gave you some valuable stuff here. Yeah. And the rest of them, I know you're going to want to hear so and read and all of the good things. Megan, we got this for you all. Don't even worry about it. We, Megan and I, we got you. <laughs> we got Love you. Oh, man. That's, wow. 365 ways to balance. This is so awesome. And then we're going to release it because this will probably air, I think, close towards the end of the year. Okay. This episode will probably air closer towards the end of the year. So we're going to create this whole thing and then we're going to hit you all in the face with it for Christmas. I love it. I love it. <laughs> we're just going to hit you in the face with a snowball. But bam. 365 ways to balance out before you burn out with love. This yeah. is what we're doing. Love it. Oh my gosh. Look at us, Megan. We just came up with our, we just came up with, that's fire. You know that, right? This is fire. Yes. Yes. I mean, we knew that coming in. We knew there was going to be fire in here. We literally said that this was going to be an amazing episode. Mm-hmm. And now it's just crazy. Just crazy. And I can't even believe that it's been 50 something minutes. This is ridiculous. So much. Gold. How is that even possible? There are some, and I'm sorry to say this. And for those of you who are listening, if you are a previous guest, I apologize. Hopefully this was not you. Okay. There are some people that I interview or that I, that come on the show and I'm watching the clock. I'm just oh, only seven minutes. Wow. This is, wow. This is great. Okay. I got to ask a lot more questions. And then there are those, Megan, where you get them up here. You, it's almost an hour. Yeah. But we just started this thing. We just got the party started. Yeah. So, Megan, that just means that you're going to have to come back for season three. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Megan's I'm a part in. of the podcast, Besties Now. I love yeah. it. That's amazing. I know. I, I'm truly feeling the same. How did that time go by? <laughs> no idea. So no much idea. goodness. No idea. And then seriously, we are going to be working on that 365 ways to balance out before you burn out. So you guys will be seeing Megan and I just get used to all of this goodness. Okay. Because you're going to see us again and she's going to be back in season three and you know we're going to do some good projects together. And I just think it's going to be really awesome. So Megan, before we close out, which makes me sad before we close out, I have to ask you, the question that I ask every guest that comes to the Leaders Lab. What is the number one characteristic that you believe every leader must have? This means no matter the industry, no matter the profession, no matter the age, no matter the cultural background, no matter the experience, what is the one, the number one characteristic that you believe every leader should have? I truly believe that every leader should have a beginner's mindset. To me, I want to be surrounded by leaders that never stop learning. And especially never stop learning from their own group of people, from their own inner circle. There's something so special to me about a leader that can continue to learn, continue to grow, and continue to ask for help. You were saying in one of your incredible tips for balancing out before you burn out, a leader that can ask for help, that shows me that they're growing. That shows me that they're learning. That shows me that they'll never stop growing and learning. And that's the kind of leader that I want to be in space with. That's the kind of leader 
that I want to be as well. So yeah, beginner's mindset. Never had that answer, ever. Love it. (laughs) The only one who's ever said that. And this is the second season. And I've never, literally never had anyone say that. That is powerful. Having that beginner's mindset, the type that, the kind that is eager to learn and discover new things and never gets too complacent to be like, I've learned everything now. Woman, you're a genius. Thank you. Right back at you. You bring it out in me. (laughs) Listen, tell our audience today, how can they connect with you? Because I know they're going to be, Megan is amazing. We want to connect with her. How can they connect with you? Yeah, you can find me on my website, megansiemens.com. There's a free gift for you right on the homepage there. And you can also, my favorite social channel is Instagram. So come find me on Instagram. Tell me your favorite takeaway from this episode. And it's at Megan Siemens. Super easy. My name, you'll find me pretty much everywhere. Awesome. I love it. That's, that is the power of branding. Okay. (laughs) You just have it. Mine. For me, mine is at Dr. Charity TV everywhere. You guys know that you can. So hers is at Megan Siemens. Mine is at Dr. Charity TV. Make sure you guys connect, 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 connect. And she said, leave a comment. Go to, hey, I'm here from the Leaders Lab. I was there and I heard you just having way too much fun with Dr. C. You guys just became besties and I, yeah. you know, I'm a little bit jealous. Whatever you want to say to her, it's perfectly fine. But Love just it. let her know. Just let her know that you found her content valuable. And yeah, and you're going to be seeing more from us, especially around Christmas. We're doing that. I love it. Put it on your Christmas list. We're going Black Friday pre-order. Black Friday pre-order. We're on it over here. We came up with, what do you think we came up with? Five or six in a couple minutes? It was close to double digits. Yeah. I can guarantee you, if we literally sat down probably for an hour, we oh. would have everything. We would have 365. We would have the introduction. Yeah. We would have the summary. We would have the conclusion, yeah. everything, the, the cover. It would be done. Guys, we're going to have it ready for you. <laughs> I'm so serious. And I, I can't wait for this episode to air. And then at the end, for us to actually like show, for to come back in and there's this actual commercial <laughs> This actual commercial that just shows it. It's like, we we said it, maybe had said it jokingly, but no, it's not a joke. It's a real deal. We're totally going to do this because we're going to get these coins as a result. Those are the best nudges to follow when you're, <laughs> oh, I said that out loud, but that actually could be a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing now. It's totally a thing now. And I'm just, I'm so excited. I can't wait. I think it's going to be a great Christmas gift to to us because yes. we've done it and it's definitely going to be a great because during the holidays people get burned out people oh, get stressed yeah. they get overwhelmed that could be a whole other episode you're coming back anyway <laughs> hello you are totally coming back anyway so at any time you yeah. want to come to the lab <laughs> i will get you a coat i will get you a customized coat that says megan was here you can just wear it the whole time Hold on. That's amazing. That is awesome. All right. Thank you so much again, Megan Siemens, for being with us in the Leaders Lab on today. I hate for us to end this thing, but it's 
it's almost an hour now and it just doesn't feel so this has truly been the highlight of my evening for you your morning yes what a great way to start a day thank you so much i'm so grateful for all of the conversation here (laughs) It's my pleasure. And listen, everyone, you make sure that you go and you just bombard Megan's pages, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram. She's most on Instagram, though. Bombard her with love and support and let her know just how much you really appreciated her contribution to the Leaders Lab. And listen, I'm going to tell you, obviously, you could tell I had a ton of fun today, but it was so impactful. It was very informative. And what you learn in the lab should be applicable to your life, okay? What you learn, no matter the guest that is on or if it's just me by myself, it's my goal to always bring you something that you can apply to your life so it can help you along the way in your become in your journey to becoming a better leader. And so I hope that you are pleased with this episode. If not, I don't care because I am, okay? I love it. This is probably one of my one of my top five episodes for season two. I love it. I love it so much. And listen, don't forget that you can connect with us everywhere at Dr. Charity TV. Got the handle. If you are interested in in, in being a guest on the Leaders Lab podcast, don't forget that you can send an email to the Leaders Lab at drcharitytv.com and someone will respond to you in a timely manner. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the Leaders Lab podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, what are you waiting on? Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and gently press the... You don't have to be violent and smash the button. You don't have to do all of that. Just gently press the... Show me some love, okay? And comment. Let us know in the chat how you just, you know, how you've enjoyed the episode and share. Because without you sharing, how else will I continue to help other entre leaders all across the globe. I need you to help me spread the word and spread the leaders lab. So thanks so much for tuning in, my loves, and I will see you next week in the lab. Thank you for listening to the Leaders Lab podcast. Visit our website at www.drcharitytv.com and follow us on all social media platforms with at Dr. Charity TV.